months ago, U.S. Special Forces launched an assault, killing Ben Khalid and his terrorist organization. Six heroes who risked their lives to stop Ben Khalid from carrying out his threat to attack this country. We're blown. The whole squad. What? Ben Khalid's people found us. Welcome to 24 Faithful. My name is Joshua Rivers. I am your host. We are talking about the finale of the first season of 24 Legacy. Perhaps we can call it the first season. Anyway, uh, joined again by Mark Sievercrop and we hey. got Joel Wood. And uh, finally, we're able to get Bradley back on the show. Woo. I'm well, back. I'm, I'm glad we got Joel here because he threat he threatened last week. He he was not going to be here if he did not like the ending. I was going to boycott, yes. <clears throat> yep. So uh, yes. Bradley, Bradley, he uh, made it all the way across the country, Josh. And um, last we saw him, he was in, what was it, like Hacker Valley, I think? Yeah, right. When last we joined our hero. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this week, he is in Dallas. And that would be Dallas, Georgia, not Dallas, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> Okay. Actually, I actually have been to Dallas, Georgia. I figured actually. you might have been. That's not very far from you, is it? It's, it's really nice. It's a good couple of hours. <laughs> well, that's cool. So if he doesn't like what so you said, I'd start moving out. Yeah. Dallas, Georgia. Excellent stuff. I'm surprised right. that, that they was actually able to make it out of Hacker Valley with all those serial killers they have up there. <laughs> yeah. And similarly to Gettysburg, I now know there's a, one more than one place called Dallas. So, <laughs> well done, Mark. You're welcome. Yes, there actually is a Dallas Georgia. Yes. I know. I'm looking at it right now. It's uh, it's kind of northwest of Mableton. What's going on? Are you are you watching us? <laughs> yeah. Are you watching us while you're? Oh, yeah. oh that's crazy. Yes, I am. Well, that's at the podcast. Is there, is there movies where that like causes a wormhole and you like your children disappear or something? Well, you know the the, the YouTube version is a couple of is a couple of seconds behind, but other than that, it's pretty good. Good, good. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get back on track here. So, uh, we are again talking about the finale. Uh, definitely we all had our predictions and I think I can say that, Most I don't know, a lot true. of our predictions actually came true. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them we were hoping wouldn't come true. That's, so, how, that's how predictably, unpredictably predictable it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, when, when a show decides to reuse yeah. all the different, uh, things that it's used, uh, previously, then, uh, then yeah. And so I am glad, though, I mean, with as much mirroring as they did of season one, the original, um, I, I'm glad they didn't kill off Nicole for for that reason, because mm -hmm. that would have been like way too parallel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I think before we get into it, like the, the general, like everything about it, I would love to hear what your guys is one word to describe this episode was was would be wow and no joy you can't have two <laughs> words one word <laughs> well, you know I've, I've never been good at following directions mark <laughs> we all know that um i'll say predictable Wait, joel should say alive <laughs> okay i'll say predictable predictable what do you think josh 
Oh, man. All I can really think of is wow. Yeah. (laughs) I I just think wow. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not, I mean, not not like wow, like, ooh, exciting. It's just, it's like, I I can't believe they went that way or I can't believe they did that or I can't believe they didn't do that. Just wow. Okay. I don't know. Bradley? Uh, I'm going to steal Tony's uh, famous line and just have a, with, with a sigh, say, all right. <laughs> I think mine would be underwhelming. Okay, that felt like that felt like two was, words in one. So we can't we can't go. It's with one that. word. It's one right. word, y'all. One word. Look it up. <laughs> you used it last week too, so that doesn't count. I would say I would say it's a hair <laughs> above underwhelming, but it's not it's not quite to whelming. I wasn't whelmed. No. Well, I I, I okay. would then pose this question to your um whether or not you were whelmed. Um, were you expecting to be whelmed? Do you think that we've got to this point and that's, that's a reasonable expectation? Because I'm not sure I could say the same. I was hoping that they were going to pull something out. I was hoping it was going to be something that I was like, "Wow, I didn't see that coming," or "Wow." Okay, that makes sense. But I mean, when, when the only saving grace I can see for the entire episode was. You know, they could come back for another season, I guess. Then uh, underwhelmed is about where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. It pains me to say, by the way. It really does. Yeah. I, I love this scene. I love 24 as if it was my own child. Wow. <laughs> sometimes you need sometimes you need to be the the good person and tell your child they can't sing before they end up on American Idol and look like a fool. That's- that's the only reason. The only reason. You, the only reason you like Twenty Four is if it was your own child, because it's the only one that doesn't talk back to you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So. Oh. Okay. Well, that's a good start. Good start for the, the episode. Everybody's words for it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. I never thought Joel would be the the positive one out of the group. <laughs> And, and, well, when, and when positive is predictable, we're in trouble. <laughs> I, they, choose, I choose to be a glass half full kind of guy. I appreciate that about you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, they, I don't know. To, to me, they, they definitely, I mean, we've, we've said it multiple times already, but I mean, they, they severely underused Tony yeah. in, in his role. And so, yeah, they didn't kill him, but, uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they just used him as a, I don't know. As a fill in lackey or whatever. Okay, can I can I say this about Tony though? Let's be honest, guys. Had that been Jack Bauer, or had it been Tony in previous seasons, like seriously, that's your that's your thing. I would go with you, but you broke my arm. Seriously, come on. Like, yeah. Where's the writing there? Like, I want Tony to go anyways. He's got two hands. I mean, it wouldn't have been the first time somebody had to shoot with another arm. Seriously. Like you just give up yeah. like that? Well, I would go hand. with you, but I would go with you, but I have a hangnail on my right pinky finger. The I mean, hand is well, I mean, connected. I mean, three. The hand is connected to his arm, Mark. The other one's not. He has two hands. But the other th- one's not. <laughs> well, what about season three when he was when he was like only yeah. killed? Had that <laughs> that thing through his thing, and he had against medical direction come back into into work and uh, yeah. So I mean, we if he could do Andy, that back then. We had Andy that worked a full shift with a knife wound and tony breaks his arm and the writers say that he can't go and help anymore like <laughs> no, joel i'm defending tony like that was horrible writing like seriously 
well, guess what? The, 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 the knife inside of his leg doesn't keep him from typing. That's all Andy does is type. But he walked around the whole time and didn't like limp at all. And then you got Tony who broke his arm and the writers say, oh, well, now he's out of the story. But like, I think I am the, defending. I'm defending your man here. That well, was horrible writing. Well, it was horrible it was. writing to have Andy walking around without a limp. I think he just had a, a 15 inch knife jam in his leg. I'm with but, you. Yeah. I'm with you 100%. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's definitely not consistent with the history and training that Tony's had for him to give up because of a broken arm. He's done. But you also you also got to remember though that storyline wise and reality wise, Tony is also in his fifties, so he really can't go around doing the same stuff he did in season three when he was like what twenty. Oh, Jack Bauer late. did. Not not. Jeff. You've also got to remember that you've also got to remember that Tony post death is not consistent with Tony prior to his death. Um, this Tony, there was no financial reward if he goes and tries to help Rebecca. So why would he do it? True. Valid point. True, I still, but I yeah. was still annoyed with it. And Jack and Jack Bauer, Jack Bauer hasn't spent the last eight years in prison either. So I'm pretty sure. We don't know that Tony spent that whole time in prison based on the way they <laughs> treat the timeline. So, yeah, <laughs> he was on a work release program half that time. Apparently, <laughs> was he? I can't believe what they did to Tony. They only they only erased the last year. Okay, <laughs> whatever happened before that, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, yeah, it it could have been better. Could have been better. There could have been a better reason why he didn't continue. Yeah, and if, so, he, if he would have said, if he would have said, "I'm not getting paid for this," I would have been cool with it. Like, this is your fight. Like, you found Rebecca. That's yeah. what I agreed I would help to that, do. I'm yeah, done. that would have been more consistent with this yeah. with this series. I do, I do think that that Tony and and Eric Carter have um, potential to have great chemistry. I would agree. Um, I. Do, even 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 though you may not agree with the line, I did I did love the exchange between him and Carter where he said, you know, I would go and help you, but you broke my damn arm. And Carter was like, well, you didn't give me much of a choice. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. No, that was good. So I, I did like that exchange. Um, the 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 fight scene between Tony and Eric, I thought was, was the good. highlight of the show. Yeah. Um, of the episode, I thought it was I thought it was very. Now, first, let, let me address this because I've been reading a lot of stuff online about people that are upset. You can't believe that, everything here online. <laughs> well, I mean, people from people, I call them trolls. Okay. People that are online complaining about the fact that Tony lost the fight to Eric Carter. He was always going to lose the fight to Eric Carter. What are they complaining now, about? I'm, I'm, one, I'm one of the biggest Tony advocates there is. The I think you are the best. The president of the Bring Back Tony fan club. Okay. That was me. You're out of a job uh, now, aren't you? They brought him back. I <laughs> <laughs> right? I just, I just got fired. Um, Maybe you should Tony, suspend your campaign. <laughs> and then change your mind by the end of the episode. <laughs> no, the, 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 the next hashtag for next season is going to be called Bring Back Tony Better. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I think, you know, Tony is an, is an ex-CTU desk agent. Like, he didn't, like, to be honest, Tony did not do that much field work like, like Jack Bauer did 
until season seven, really. He was in the military I mean, beforehand, though, wasn't he? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Eric Carter is half his age, number one. That's true. Number, number two, he is a recently um, discharged Army Ranger. Okay. It would be unrealistic, even by 24 standards, <laughs> for Tony to win that fight. Agreed. <laughs> okay. So the right person, regardless of whether Carter is the lead in that series or not, the right person won that fight. Yeah. Because I, I did not expect Tony, even if Tony was a straight-up good guy and Carter was the bad guy, I would still think it would be unrealistic for Tony to win that fight. Who, win, who wins if that's Jack Bauer against Eric? Um, if it's Jack Bauer against Eric, probably Jack. Because Jack, because Jack, Jack has those killer instincts that... He knows how to play that, dirty. That Tony... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think, yeah. but 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 I think the fight the fight scene w- was pretty good. Um, I thought the Bradley's smiling. I'm waiting. To I, hear thought, what I thought it was. I thought it was kind of. I thought it was kind of funny how you know how awkward silence is. How you know Cedric's about to blow his head off, and all of a sudden his phone starts ringing. Right? <laughs> like, hold, hold on, on hold man. on. Let me get that. <laughs> hold on, don't kill him yet. Let me get that. <laughs> I was expecting a call. <laughs> um. And you know the the look on on John Donovan's face when he realizes that Tony's on the other end of that phone um, was kind of telling. And then you kind of got the impression that John didn't just pop into Rebecca's life, and then Tony popped out. You kind of had the impression that they knew each other. You um, also had the impression that Tony cared so little about John that he didn't even recognize his voice. <laughs> <laughs> who is this? <laughs> I'm sorry. Who are you? um but i thought i thought that that was the only the only gripe i had was that that was tony's only scene yeah um that's my only gripe about it um i can't believe what they did to tony i want to hear i want to hear bradley's rebuttal because he was smart (laughs) times during of course course he was uh... (laughs) the uh the fight scene and really the whole opening sequence was one of the better scenes of the episode not that that says a whole lot um but I was very. <laughs> For those not watching the video, uh, Joel just threw his hands up in the air. Um, I was going to make a I was going to make a Falcons joke, but I decided not to. Um, it had so much potential, and yet, just the whole the whole way that scene was put together, the the entry from Tony Cedra and his two mercenaries, that whole sequence was just so chaotic, so impossible to follow, that. I was relieved when we finally got to the Tony Eric fight scene because okay now I can actually understand what's happening, and then we've got in a, I think about a forty-five second fight we've got probably as many cuts from different angles and different shots and it's just horrible to watch. It doesn't. It took me so out of the moment of going. Yep, I'm I'm watching the. You know, it made me realize. Okay, this is being made. This has been made. I am watching this. It's been scripted. It's been choreographed. And I, I just wasn't into it, and it, it just fell so flat. You think they just tried to force it a little too much? Is that what you're thinking? Um, I don't know if that. I think maybe on some level, perhaps. Um, that that could be it. But it just there was no there was no life to it. It was just yeah, they're fighting, and this is being made. It, it didn't feel. And to be honest, and I made this point in my review, that's kind of a problem the whole finale and the whole season has. It doesn't feel 
particularly imaginative. It doesn't feel like they're trying to inject much life into it. It's just, yep, we're making this. We're, ma- we're making 12 episodes of this. And there it is. Mm-hmm. Well, Joel, you can't argue with that. He's got the accent on his side. <laughs> I'm, regretting being on, I'm regretting being on this podcast already. <laughs> I can't believe what they did to Joel. <laughs> I think, you know, I think one of the biggest things for me, like the, the thing I struggled with the most, um, and Bradley, you mentioned this in your, your review as well, is the massive amount of people, not only, but especially in this episode, but throughout the whole season that just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened with them? You know what I mean? It's like Luis gone. Yep. Pang. I mean, the guy gets the guy like either like was disposed of or like woke up and just decided to leave. I don't know what happened to him. But the next time we see Mullen's office, it's Nicole in there. And Pang's nowhere to be found. So like and then Tony, same thing. Like Tony just disappears. And yeah, I mean, at least he had some sort of explanation of, you know, why he wasn't in the rest of it. But like the fact that these characters that you you feel like should have played a bigger role all of a sudden didn't and they were just gone and yes i know joel it's only 12 episodes and we can't flesh out characters the way that we could with 24 episodes I, yeah you're right but come on like also if someone fa- someone on facebook pointed out aisha where did she go she, oh yeah she tried to kill nicole and overthrow, uh, overthrow well, Isaac. Have him even killed. Isaac kind of disappeared. I mean, even Isaac disappeared. He, he he had that thing two episodes ago, three episodes ago, where come with me, oh, we'll be happy yep, to get you. Yep, come with me, we'll oh, be happy together. And that was his last seed. And now he's just dealing with some stuff. Okay, fine, but you can't have him make this sort of monumental gesture to his brother's wife, his ex girlfriend, and, and then just disappear for the rest of the season. That's ridiculous. Well, that whole family's screwed up anyway. Correct. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> also, also, yeah. The, the other one, um, Locke. He yeah, hasn't been in the. Lo- he wasn't in the last two episodes, and then he's in the ba- he's in the helicopter with Mullins, but he doesn't say a word. He doesn't say a word. He's just in the background. He's in the background of the shot. He's there. He's still alive. You know, he 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 is still working at CTU, still getting on these missions, but no, nope, <laughs> doesn't get a line. Can I can I just say that that appearance was so forgettable that I didn't even notice that he was there until you mentioned that. Yeah, same like, that's how great that's how great he was in that that episode there's like i guarantee you half the people didn't even notice that he was there mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah by the way i guess he's, I, he's the field ops guy we should probably have him in the helicopter i mean i, I he think be he must have been previously security something exactly it's a surprise he's lived this long to be honest <laughs> oh man yeah and there's, then, there's a lot of holes <laughs> and the th- and the thing is, is I was I was reading the the interviews that Manny, um, and the writers had after the finale, and he was talking mm-hmm. about some of the things that they were going to do, but that they didn't do, and they went in other directions. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why didn't you go in that you, direction? The stuff you didn't do would have made for a much better season. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like the plan, like the plan was for Eric and Tony and Rebecca to go to Yemen to track down Ben Khalid. I would have much rather seen that, personally. <laughs> <laughs> Even if Rebecca didn't come back, I would have still much rather seen that. Mm. And it's just, it's just, I enjoy, uh, overall, I'll tell you this, overall, the season, given 24 Legacy as a separate entity, 
without the relation to the previous 24, I will give a B minus. When you come, when you give 24 legacy in relation to the 24 universe and thinking about past seasons and history and everything like that, then I'll have to give it a C minus because you have to think about the history when you're referring to 24 legacy, it's the whole point of a mm -hmm. legacy. But if it was just an independent show, you know, devoid of any history to 24, then I would give it a little bit better rating. But mm -hmm. when I can't yeah. give it that rating, when I think about the history of 24, especially how in how they completely just obliterated the Tony timeline. Like he was a, like, like he was on a CW superhero show or something <laughs> like, they just, like they just, like they just rewrote his entire timeline. Like he was in the flash or something. So, yeah. <laughs> so God that, damn that, it, Barry Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking flashpoint just changed Tony's whole existence. So <laughs> there's just, the answer. <laughs> yeah. I, I, knew, I knew Keith, Mo I knew Keith Mullins was, was up to something. He plays, yeah. he, he plays the Flash, and then he comes over to 24 and changes Tony's whole timeline. <laughs> <laughs> Can uh, I just say, it only took us 20 minutes to get Joel to say something critical. There you go. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, I actually would agree with, with, uh, with Joel on the overall rating. I'd probably give it about a C- minus, um, as far yeah. as uh, the whole thing. I would actually, it's, it's, as a standalone, I would actually give it a little bit better, probably B+. Plus. Um. <laughs> Because, because overall, I think and it was I'm still the good only positive one. I know yeah. Josh was redeeming himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, because I mean, I mean, you think about it. I mean, everyone I've talked to about Twenty Four Legacy, and I'm asking them if they've seen it or or whatever, and they say no, I haven't. And how is it? And all that kind of stuff. And I say, I always have to make the disclaimer. I say, if you well... compare it to the previous Twenty Four series, if you compare it to Jack Bauer. It's gonna, it's gonna like severely disappoint you. So, but if you look at it on its own, it's pretty good. And so I always have to give that disclaimer when I'm talking to people, and I mean that that shouldn't be. I mean, if we're, we're talking about 24, we shouldn't have to make that disclaimer. <clears throat> she just say, hey, yeah, it lives up to what you would expect. I think it's, I think it's, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with what you said, but I think it's unfair if you say compared to Jack Bauer because that immediately immediately makes you compare Jack Bauer to Eric Carter. And I don't think right. the characters fell short. I think it was the storyline that fell short. I think Eric Carter did a fantastic job. I think it's a great character. I think it was just the right. story. I I, th I really think that the story, there was just, and you're right. I think, you know, Joel, you and, you and Josh both are right. Like if you look at it standalone, like if you could just erase our memory of, you know, seasons one through, through eight and live another day and everything, like I think we would have liked it a lot more. But 24 has, has been known for having amazing storylines, doing really well at building out stories and characters and everything else. And so when you feel like they're recycling things and it's just way too predictable. I mean, that was, my, that was one of the biggest frustrations for me with the finale is like they built it up to be the finale. Like I expect some big buildup. I expect to be surprised. I expect to be wowed. And then it's like at every turn, it's like, oh, that's what's going to happen. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, Eric's going to beat Tony, which we knew that was going to happen. But it's like, oh, yep, th they got the girl out. Oh, wow, Ben Khalid's, ben Khalid's just, you know, he's got a gun within reach. Oh, no, guess who's going to get shot? Pretty sure I know. You know, it's like that was it's, the struggle I had. 
It's the, 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 the mo most of the complaints that I've been reading online, like not even just the finale, throughout the entire season of 24 is, um, well, if Jack Bauer was involved, then this would have happened. Yeah, that's Or if, oh, like um, oh, oh they're, they're rehashing storylines. Everybody knows Ben Khalid's alive. Well, if you hadn't watched the previous seasons of 24, it wouldn't have been a rehash. It would have been fresh to you. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Comparing it to the previous 24 is what – is, is what's hindering the overall product of 24 Legacy. Agreed. Because people are looking at it, oh, Ben Khalid's alive. Well, it's Victor Drazen all over again. Well, you wouldn't have even known who Victor Drazen was if, if you hadn't watched season one. Or listen to our podcast. Or listen to our podcast, especially <clears throat> our podcast. Because Joe called it. <laughs> way back. <laughs> way we gotta, back. Guys, we got to build him up. He's, he's, he's hurting here. Way, way back in <laughs> episode <laughs> one, I called it. Okay. Because... It, it just felt, it just felt, mm -hmm. when I saw all the parallels to season one and episode one, once I saw all those parallels, it immediately triggered into my mind that Ben Khalid was alive. But if I hadn't watched the mm -hmm. previous 24, I might've been a little bit surprised to see that. Like, oh, wait a minute. Ben Khalid's alive. Mm -hmm. I only, the only reason I made that prediction was because I knew about the history of 24. And I know that people that die may not really be dead. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's why when you – Eric Carr is not Jack Bauer. We know that. No. Jack Bauer is himself. He's a standalone. But Eric Carter did a fantastic job yeah. with what he was given. And, I, and I'm saying that, and I was skeptical of it when they first cast him. I really didn't think he was believable enough. I, even, I think I even told Mark this, like, Eric Carter, like Corey Hawkins, does not look believable in the Jack Bauer role, but he won me over as the season went along. Yep. And I think John Donovan, I think he was very bland and boring through the first half of the season, but I think the second half of the season he started to, he started to win me over as far as his characterization, his, his acting. He started to act more like, you know, somebody that I wanted to see on my TV screen. Because the first half of the season, every time he came on, I would struggle. The only reason, the only reason I stayed away through his scenes is because I knew I had to do this podcast two days later. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's the only reason I stayed away during his scenes. But the second half of the, the second half of the season, I'll say after after Henry Donovan got um, brought in by CTU, I would say that that was the trigger moment to where he started to become somewhat of an interesting character to me and i thought that you know they left a lot of openings um at the end of the season for, for a potential second season um so that was good but they did it and i told mark this last night they did it in a satisfying way where they left it open for a second season without leaving a cliffhanger to where if they didn't have a second season you'd be upset like well what where is this gonna go like jack bow to russia um, mm -hmm. So yeah. they, they left they left potential loopholes open for the second season, but they didn't lift a cliffhanger open to where you have to watch the second season to find out what happens. Yeah, good point. Good point. Bradley looks like he needs to say so, something. I ha yeah. Um that's body language, you know. If you put your hand like this, you're keeping yourself from saying what you really want to say. <laughs> His emotions no, are boiling over. <laughs> I think the point about the cliffhanger is true. It's probably a good idea 
to not go with the cliffhanger and try and uh, kind of bring brute viewers back that way. But then my counterpoint would be, I don't know that there was a whole, whole lot of amount of closure from the finale in general. So although there wasn't this big, massive cliffhanger of, um, oh, or David Palmer may be dying or Jack's going to Russia or whatever. I don't know that the season was really wrapped up particularly well. So maybe, maybe everybody's dead. I just want to say how how ecstatic I was when Rebecca finally died because I've been waiting for her to die for like the last 10 episodes. Yes, my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> my, my streak is alive. I actually had a note that was um, complaining about the fact that Joel was right <laughs> when she died. But even that, even that, the handling of that death was just horrific. Utterly and, horrific. And I just want to say, I, I would like an asterisk, okay? I would like at least a few brownie points for predicting that Rebecca would be dirty back at the beginning of the season because even though she was a good guy, she turned out to be very dirty, okay? She was dirtier than a newborn's <laughs> diaper, all right? <laughs> like, she, 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 torture, she hires Tony Almeida as a mercenary to torture her husband's father, okay? She authorizes the kidnapping of a 10-year-old girl um, <laughs> to draw out a terrorist. I mean, she, she was dirtier than, than, than mud. Even though she wasn't working with the terrorist, she was still very dirty to me. Any more than Jack Bauer? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> that's that whole conversation between her and Eric about how there's things that we have to deal with that other people shouldn't. Jack Bauer, Jack Bauer would have Jack Bauer would have tortured the ten year old girl to get the terrorist out. So <laughs> <laughs> he would have. I don't know if you would have done that. I don't know. He, he would come close at least. He would have probably cut off. He would have been as nice. He would have threatened to. Yeah. Well, I made this point last week um, in my written review. Obviously, I wasn't here, but um, Jack kind of did go through that with Syed Ali in season two. Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't kill the, he didn't kill his son. He just pretended to for like three hours. <laughs> and then, and then he told Syed Ali that actually your son's not dead. That was all staged. <laughs> just kidding. But <laughs> Naziri's <laughs> daughter literally got kidnapped and he, he thought she was dead for a year. That's the, the, the levels there. See the, the, the conversation that Eric had with Naziri where he was like, Okay, if you if you don't give me Rebecca, I will, if Rebecca dies, I will put your daughter back where I found her, and you will never see her again. He forgot to tell her that the place where he found her, everybody's dead. <laughs> That's first of all. She could have just walked away. <laughs> second, second of all, you know I can envision the conversation Jack would have had with Naziri, where he would have probably said, "If Rebecca dies, I will put a bullet in your daughter's head, and you will never see her again." <laughs> that that comes across to me as the conversation that Jack would have had with Naziri, but that's neither here nor there. Mm. I don't know. I think Nasiri. I think Nasiri probably feared the fact of her being alive, but in the in the hands of Americans more than her being dead. Yeah. Along along the same lines of being predictable, the minute that Nasiri says, "Keep the phone when you go into the into the consulate," like you know that she's going to watch her dad die. Like, you know, that's what's going to happen. Like at that moment, I was like, great. Now she's going to see him get shot. 
and blah, blah, blah. Like, and now she's completely scarred for life. Yes, <laughs> she'll be back with her mom. But beyond that, it's like, I just watched my dad get shot after being kidnapped for a year. Can we say, can we say counseling? Well, like, <laughs> I mean, after she'd been kidnapped for a year, I, I don't think there's a whole lot more that can be done that will make things particularly worse. I feel like she's already in a bad place there. So why not pile it on? Yeah, sure. You know. But I just, it was another one of those, yeah, it was so predictable. It's like, ah, he's going to get I just, shot. I just, She's going to watch it. As much as I was looking forward to Rebecca actually dying, I think it was a terrible, <laughs> I think it was a terrible use of the silent clock. A terrible oh. use. My ears still hurt. From the lack of sound? <laughs> no, from the, the high-pitched beeping. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, because that's that's true. It wasn't even it wasn't even a silent clock. It was, yeah, uh, it, was the, it was the it was a but a, but a lot of the was, silent the clocks beat. a lot of the silent clocks haven't been silent. Like David Palmer, um, when he got the silent clock at the end of season two, you could hear him breathing. Um, when Ryan Chappelle gets killed, you can hear the train whistle. There there no. have been silent clocks that aren't silent, but that yeah. was just horrendous. It you know that. That was actually more intrusive as sound than if it had just been ticking. I can see the disdain on your face, Bradley. I can tell that you feel very strongly about this. Mm-hmm. And yet that was probably the best thing about Rebecca's death. <laughs> I thought the Which best is- thing about Rebecca's death was her getting shot, but go ahead. Oh, God. <laughs> you really had it out for this lady, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I could, Rebecca was the worst character that i've experienced in my 11 seasons of viewing 24 okay or 10 seasons of viewing 24 I, I rebecca's her acting her monotone voice her lack of facial expressions it just the whole thing about rebecca is i wanted her to die five episodes ago okay that's just me but i knew that her being alive was tony's only reason for being there so that's why i wanted her to stay alive just a little bit longer <laughs> I will concede that Miranda Otto was considerably better on Homeland than she was here. <laughs> she was much better on Homeland. <clears throat> but the whole death scene, like, Bin Khalid, obviously, we, we, you know, the, the ridiculousness of Bin Khalid being able to just reach down for that gun and then shoot Naziri. But, yeah, come on, Naziri, that, is a, that, is a, that was a complete rookie mistake on this serious part. Yeah, but my feeling was that watching that scene, I was very confused because I figured that Bin Khalid was... He was positioned where he could see Naziri to his right, but he didn't have any line of sight to Eric and Rebecca, and yet apparently he did. Like, I'm pretty well, he, sure there he was had a brick wall between them. He had to turn all the way around because, you know, one eye, one eye is gone. So he had to turn all the way around so his right eye could see Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> kind, of, kind of brings me to my next point. Admittedly, he is scarred and half blind that was a really good shot considering <laughs> he is a really good shot considering um i can't shoot that well with both eyes <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> neither can the ctu security guards i'm <laughs> 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 gonna leave day, those security right guards alone now comment of the day <laughs> sorry sorry my point my point uh, back to my point of uh, criticizing the um being lead um as physically hindered as he is, like he has got to be probably the most pathetic villain this show has had. <laughs> he's worse than Jadala. Um, the oh, whole, wow. the, the particular, the particular one possible. for me, the particular one for me was when um, we came back from. I think it was the second act break, she just after the Zeri had taken control. And um, yeah, this, that was the line. She needs to be. The woman needs to be punished. 
And I'm just like, well, okay, you're not intimidating in the slightest. It's like you expect the Siri to just stop after he's killed like five people and be like, oh. You're right. You're right. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's just the lack of threat from him was just laughable. Mm-hmm. I, would agree. I would agree. I can't believe what they did to Tony. Oh. <laughs> Uh, you'd say. be happy that Tony was still alive. I am. I okay. just wish he would have, you know, killed somebody. <laughs> you just taught. You just spent like twenty minutes talking about how it was inconceivable that he could have won a fight, but you want him to kill somebody. Well, he didn't have to win the fight to kill somebody. The way you made it sound <laughs> is like he's got to get his walker out <laughs> or something. Jeez. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, it's and I just say. Joel, Josh, Josh is not that far from 50, so you better be careful what you say. Wait, what? <laughs> well, 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 Mark, you're 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 a couple you're a couple years away from your AARP car yourself. So that's right. That's right. Um, respect your elders. <laughs> I'm just saying. I I knew it's it's inconceivable for uh, a man in his 50s who's been through all that Tony's been through. Like he's been through the rigor. Like, he's like almost death. died twice. <laughs> So once, <laughs> so I think been through as much as Tony's been through. It's hard to to concede that he would beat a man half his age who's just recently discharged from the Army Rangers, and especially considering Eric Carter, Eric Carter literally just two seconds ago killed three of his men in five seconds. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's it's. I didn't expect him to win that fight. But I expected him to side with Eric and you know kill Naziri or something. I mean, just kill somebody. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just kill somebody, would you? The only the only person I don't care who it is, just kill him. The only person he killed, <laughs> the only person he killed was the person outside the safe house after he was laying down on the ground and already got his butt whooped. He did kill somebody, see? <laughs> see? Yeah. Yeah. That took no effort. He the guy was already laying on the ground. He just stood up and then put a bullet in his head. See, now you're changing the qualifications though. First you just said you wanted him to kill somebody, and now you're saying you want him to kill somebody that it takes effort to do. Yeah. I wanted to be a I wanted to be a decent <laughs> kill. I mean, Jesus. Who, who was the one that, that killed the woman inside the house? Tony. But what was it? Yeah, so that's two. He's got but two. Was she was, but she she was standing. I so it's not like she was laid down. She might have tied up. And, and second of all, I want that I want that woman to get the award for the dumbest person alive award. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because she, she can't. Tony, there, are, there are a lot of contenders on this show. Let's be honest. She, Tony, she Tony, can't. She's dead now. Tony is firing. Tony is firing bullets into the house against Eric Carter. She's laying on the ground, tied up now. So what's she gonna do? Stand up? <laughs> so so she gets shot. <laughs> I think she thought that he was on her team. <laughs> but still, you got bullets come That's flying it. in the house. You're tied up. What do you think he's gonna do? Stop shooting because you stood up? That that is what you call a fatal mistake. Well, that's what I was going to say. As much as you're complaining about how many people Tony didn't kill, he killed way more people than any CTU security guard has ever killed. <laughs> Combined. <laughs> All eight seasons and this episode. Mm-hmm. I've, killed, I've killed as many people as the CTU security guards have killed. So what's that tell you? That's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> doesn't say much. Oh, man. This has been an enjoyable oh. episode so far. Far more than the episode <laughs> itself. It's the yeah. finale. It's the finale episode, so we got to make it work. 
Well, hey, this this is yes. there's been more <laughs> plot twists in our in our episode than there was in that one. <clears throat> but a little more entertaining, at least. The the yeah. plot twist of me agreeing with Mark is not going to happen, though. So if you're expecting that, then just go ahead and turn off now. <laughs> Nobody expects that. <laughs> no. So, what else? Oh, what have we missed? What have we not talked about? Can we talk about the scene at the morgue, John and Henry? Sure. So yeah, that was a little weird. Yeah. Um, it it's kind of embarrassing that the show thinks that it can go for so long with Henry being like, "Oh no, um, I'm not going to tell you anything. Going to sit here silently." And uh, I, I did all this to protect you. I did all this to enhance to save your campaign, um, and, and all of that. And then come in, see Rebecca's dead body, and go. I didn't realize that this was going to happen. Terrible person. <laughs> the fact that he uh, it, it yeah. took him the fact that it took him that long to realize when he said, "I told myself I was protecting you," that was obviously a lie. The fact that it took him that long to realize is just it, it's ridiculous. We we called it what second third episode first time we actually mentioned it, and you know you can't. Expect I, called Henry, I called Henry being involved as soon as I saw the casting. Yeah. But, like, you can't have him have this justification of, yeah, I'm doing this to protect you, and then realize it after his daughter-in-law dies, and then expect any sort of sympathy for him, which I feel like the show wanted. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Well, no. then they added in the line of, I'll, I'll, I'll accept responsibility. I'll go to jail for the rest of my life. My my if you my drop out of the campaign. Right. Yeah, yeah, my response to that was okay. I how is this a bad thing? Yeah, like I would have been like, prove prove it. Yeah, <laughs> there's an FBI I, agent. He just showed up to talk to me about supposedly killing Sims. Yeah, it's just like Henry. Henry did do a nice job of cleaning up that nasty cut on his head that Louis left, though. He he did. Right. <laughs> he cleans up nice. <laughs> I think he, the had, he, had, a, he had a couple of doctors to do it. Same doctor as Andy. I think. I think, like Louise himself, writers <laughs> may have forgotten about that head wound. Yeah, he, he had. Uh, in his defense, though, he had a couple of episodes to clean it up because Louise has been hours. gone for. <laughs> Louise has been gone for a little while, so. Mm. And Henry still didn't have an update on where Louise is at, so apparently there's no contact there. Mm-hmm. Nope. Also. Also, I was going to say the um, the fact that John suddenly decided, based on what Henry said about honoring Rebecca's life, using that as a motivation to not drop out of the race. Come on, I, I think it, I think it was the news about Sims that that solidified that because because Sims was like the last the last connection, basically. Yeah. Well. I think I think it left it open, like I said, for a second season because you think about everything that that John has to keep hidden. Um, he basically, when the FBI agent was talking to him, he basically he kept Sims' involvement to himself because he knew that if he ratted Sims out, he would also have to, in turn, sell out his wife. Which, even though even though she's gone now, he did not want her to be known as a quote-unquote war criminal. Mm-hmm. So so he kept all that under wraps, Sim's involvement under wraps to protect his now deceased wife, which I, which mm-hmm. I thought was, which I think can play into future seasons um, 
assuming that, you know, they go through with the whole thing of Donovan being president and things like that, it could play in the future seasons where that could possibly come out or, you know, somebody may find out about it and, you know, things like that and possibly blackmail him or coerce him or things like that. It's something that could play in the future seasons. And I thought that, like I said, I thought, especially once he, once him and Carter started teaming up, I thought John's, um, John's acting and characterization started to greatly improve over those last three or four episodes. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He Henry, oh, and another thing, another, another alternate storyline that, that Manny had for Henry was Henry actually working with the terrorists as the, the, the big bad of the season. And I'm sitting here like, I predicted that in episode one. <laughs> That's so probably I- why they didn't do it. He probably listened to what you said in the first two episodes. And- <laughs> it also would have been better than what they eventually did. Yeah, it would have oh, been. Totally. Yeah, definitely. Like, I predicted the whole thing in the first episode. I predicted him working with the terrorists, his involvement with Tony. I, I don't know. I probably should apply for a job. but They haven't asked yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for my invitation. <laughs> You're not going to get it because they're probably mad because you've destroyed all their storylines that they wanted to use. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, there goes another one. <laughs> I'll, pro- I'll, pro- I'll, pro- I'll probably I'll probably send in my script for for a twenty four for a twenty four episode twelve and no, this is way too sophisticated. We can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> what to- Tony's totally redeemed and saves the world? No, that's not happening. See, so we can't do that. You don't need to mention this. Um, they. Uh, they did an interview with Yahoo, uh, the producers, and Evan Cat said, I don't know that we want to classically redeem Tony. Part of the strength in his character is his ambiguity. I would agree. Yeah. That is that is part of the pull of the character is what's he gonna do? Yeah. I mean I'm not I'm not I'm not expecting Tony to, you know, just all of a sudden come out and be like, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a good I'm a good guy. You know, I I wasn't responsible for all these deaths. I didn't kill an FBI agent. I'm a good guy, like me. You know, I'm not <laughs> I'm not expecting that. You know, I the the great thing about Tony's character is he's he's that that gray line. Like he mm-hmm. always in his mind, he's always doing the right thing. But I mean, even even with Alan Wilson, he didn't do that because he wanted to kill millions of people. He did that because he wanted to get revenge for his wife's death, and oh, to bring down, sense. and to bring, <laughs> and to bring down the people responsible for it. Like mm-hmm. re- remember that you know Alan Wilson, it was the 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 guy, the main guy behind Charles Logan. <clears throat> so he wanted to bring down the the people directly involved in that conspiracy. So even though mm-hmm. even though he was doing it for selfish reasons, in his mind. He was doing the right thing. Well, why didn't so he think, just spell check that? He did. Jad didn't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that when you've got when he's just strapped a bomb to your chest. Well, I mean, I'm not doing know, this because I want to kill you or millions of people. Just trust me, okay? I hope that makes it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, me and me and my brothers get into fights all the time. The only reason I haven't strapped a bomb to the chest is because I don't know how to make one. <laughs> hey guys, if you hold on a second, I'm gonna call nine one one. Some protective details. I think Bradley's closest. He can make it there faster than. Yeah, 
<laughs> um, don't burn this podcast when we're done, by the way. Um, <laughs> all of you out there, you're sworn to secrecy. <laughs> all 10 of you. All, all 10 of you, exactly. Um, but, I, but I think he always wanted to do the right thing. So I think if you have that character who, in the end, he always does the right thing, but he always struggles with it. I think that's the best way to redeem him as opposed to just having him come out next season and be this ultimate good guy who kills everybody and saves the world like Jack Bauer does. You know, have him have him do his part to help do the right thing, but he doesn't always have to be the one to, you know, finish it off. But kind of like what he did with Eric when he told him to get the girl and get out of here, that was the right thing to do. He wasn't mm-hmm. getting paid for it. He could have still put a bullet in Eric's head if he wanted to. Well, Sidra, because, you know, he had a broken arm, so he couldn't shoot. Right. Um, <laughs> so, but I think he, he could have easily still killed Eric if he wanted to. But he knew the right thing to do to save Rebecca was to let him take the girl and get out of here. So I think if he did more things like that, you know, these subtle things, I think that's the best way you can redeem Tony without, you know, making it more unrealistic than his timeline has been for the last six months. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, I think they I don't think they would be able to realistically do it in one season either. Even if it was a 24 episode season, they would have to span it over two or three seasons to kind of like get full redemption, if you will, or at least be able to show it because they'd have to have a progression because, I mean, it, it took him a progression to get where he is. It's not going to be a 100 percent turnaround right away. Well, I mean, I mean he, he needs more than 24 hours of community service. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, <clears throat> it, only, it, only, it, only took, it only it only took him one day to turn into a homicidal terrorist. So, I mean, yeah. really mm-hmm. <laughs> no, because he was using that process during season six. He wasn't a homicidal terrorist. He just wanted to kill Christopher Henderson. Well, he, he only and let's be honest, him. who didn't want to? <laughs> <laughs> he, you would have done the same thing. I mean, I've always wanted to kill RoboCop, but um, <laughs> but he he, <laughs> but he didn't turn into a homo. Even though he said that he'd been doing it for three years, we only saw that one day. So they right. can, they can have next season take place two years after the events of this season. Yeah, that's and true. have Tony slowly been working his way toward redemption for those two years. And then by the time mm-hmm. season two comes around, you know, he's not fully on the good side, but he's considered somebody that they can call on for help now. Yeah. And we're, and we're not questioning whether why he's out of jail. No, we will wait past that. <laughs> we've given we've given up on that storyline. <laughs> I'm I'm still questioning that. <laughs> of course you are. Sims is dead, so we don't know what we, we don't know what happened now that Sims is dead. Right, yeah. And so is Which, Rebecca. Which brings me to a point um, about Sims. Did anyone care about anything he did? No. <laughs> I thought Sims was a, I thought Sims was a very believable bad guy. <laughs> if we had been exposed to him for more than maybe five minutes before episode eleven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think the. Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't listen last week, but I think the. Um, I don't know if you mentioned the fact that the previously on last week. Was the um, I'm sorry, Mark. I haven't had time. Um, the the previously <laughs> on last week, I'm pretty sure that was the first time we'd seen his full name, and he'd been in four episodes before that. 
So when you get to that, when you get to that point of, okay, this character that's going to play a major role in the last couple of episodes, but we haven't named him in four episodes. We're not even sure what his actual title is. Yeah. Yeah. It's very wasteful. First, first of all, Bradley, you're fired for not watching last week's episode. (laughs) (laughs) Second, secondly, um, I don't think we have been, uh, he hasn't been on television long enough to tell us his name in the previous four episodes. So um, I know, I know that if he's the kind of guy that he's kind of a Charles Logan kind of guy that he would have been, he would have been a very believable bad guy. If he would have been exposed, say if, if this had been building since episode one, Mm -hmm. but we really didn't get a, a sense that he was going to be the, 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 the guy involved until like, I don't know, episode nine. Yeah, it was like eight this would have been building since episode one, we might have been able to buy into it a little bit more by the time the big reveal happened. Yeah. Um, but it we just did. it came out of literally nowhere. Um, that okay, Donald Sims is the one that's that's been orchestrating this this Naziri thing for the last year. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Where did he come from? Right. <laughs> like, he just he wanted the he wanted the bomb Naziri two episodes ago. <laughs> so like where did where did this come from? So well, I think it, what didn't what didn't help is the fact that being twelve episodes and they waited till the end. I mean Charles Logan when he was revealed that kind of came out of nowhere. But they had eight episodes after that to kind of to mm-hmm. extend it and develop him and show his, this side of him. Whereas with Sims they had an episode and a half by the time they revealed what he did, and they killed him halfway through the finale. So essentially one episode to try and extend its character. And that yeah. does not work. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't. And... You're right. We didn't, I mean, we didn't know enough about him to care that he did anything mm. at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when he, when, he, when he killed himself, I'm just like, yep, cool. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it would have been, I think it would have been better to have Sims appear in, in this season and kind of, build him up as a, a director of national security who doesn't always do on the books activities. And then in the second season, have him, have him revealed to be a mole of sorts, because then you would have been exposed to him last season and you would have been like, okay, well last season he wasn't exactly, you know, an up and up kind of character. So this season he's revealed to be a mole or working with terrorists or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. I can kind of believe that now because I've already been exposed to him last season. So I think that would have been a better use of, because remember Charles, Charles Logan first appeared in what season four, but it wasn't until season five that we found out that he was this dastardly, you know, <laughs> president who, who is doing what he needs to do to further his own interest. So yeah. I, I think that would have been a better use of, of Donald Sims. Yeah. I think he had the potential of being a, a Charles, Charles Logan level bad guy. But you're right. He's dead, so no, it don't matter. As I was, yeah. it was just gone. You know, it's like he was here and then he was gone. It was kind of it was like a I don't know. It was like seeing a shooting star. It's like, oh, oh no, it's over. <laughs> it's like, oh, this could be, this could be cool. Nope. <laughs> It's kind of, I think it's hard on the shooting star to compare it to Sims. It's kind, of, it's kind, of, it's kind of like when I'm on it's the podcast with, with. It's kind of like when I'm on the podcast with Mark. Oh, oh, he's about to be right. No, no, never mind. 
Hey, did you, did you predict that Nims was going to die? Because I don't think you did. Well, I didn't care enough about him to predict he was going to die. So <laughs> he wasn't even on my radar when I made that prediction. That's true. We didn't even know who he was when we made those predictions. <laughs> I, we were like, I've never seen five people that are going to die. It's like we didn't even know who Sims was. <laughs> I, did. I never, I never even seen him before. Until did you say Isaac was going to die too, and he didn't die? I did. He might have he probably he probably fun. should he probably should have but it would have been better. I also like, said I also said I also like amended it and said back. Locke was gonna die, which, in all honesty, probably should have happened like eight episodes ago. Uh, his career died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if that guy's the director of Field Ops in the next season, then <laughs> that's more that's more terrifying than them hiring more of the same security guards. <laughs> well, next, next, well, next season, Locke is probably going to be one of the security guards because once Eric accepts that position, he's going to be the head of field ops. So, like, we've got a really, we've got a really good job for you. There's an opening down there in head of security. That guy got <laughs> shot by Nasiri. So, and the, really, really good for that. And oh, by and the, the way, Eric's going to take your office. <laughs> and the and the best part about it is, is that you get to assemble your own team because the other one's dead. That's right. You take whoever you want. <laughs> <laughs> get a clean slate you can pick all of the tag team rejects you want <laughs> Cole, Cole Ortiz <laughs> there, there, there's definitely a correlation I, I never really made this connection to recently but there's definitely a correlation between the CTU security team and the stormtroopers in Star Wars <laughs> completely expendable <laughs> Yeah. They can't shoot. We'll just make. They, more. They... <laughs> I think I think Chase Edmonds with one hand, one arm would have been better than Locke was. <laughs> I think I think it's kind of harsh on Locke because I think he was a it wasn't a competent field agent, but the storyline again. He couldn't. He couldn't yeah. even. He could. He couldn't even. He couldn't even get the balls to tell his boss that he was gay. So I mean. Hmm. Which I thought yeah. I, I don't understand yeah, why. That's another. Team that's team another team. thing that made me upset. I don't understand <laughs> why they even went with that storyline if they weren't going to expand on it. Right. It like all. All out. we kept. All we kept hearing was Andy and, and Locke make these subtle little hints that they were in a relationship, but they never expanded on that relationship. Like what happened? Why did they break up? What did? What? Who said what? Like I'm. I'm lost. Like <laughs> what's going on? It's okay. We were all lost through most of the season. <laughs> I'm freaking lost. I do. I do. I did enjoy Andy's character, though. Andy, I think uh, he came Andy on. He was for good. The- he was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Andy. I'm still impressed with his ability to withstand pain. I, 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 I <laughs> love that through an injury. Andy. Andy will start to become the king of the one-liners for me. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, in the in the finale, <laughs> John Donovan was like, um, "Have you unlocked the phone yet? I'm almost there." Okay, well, what's happening with Eric? I'm trying not to focus on that. <laughs> yeah. that and then his line at the end where he's like, what did he say when he's like, I think I'll take that vacation now. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was particularly fond of his, um, when uh, when Naziri was on the phone trying to get the, uh, the satellite link established, he was like, Mr. Naziri. I, I loved that. Yeah. <laughs> so no, polite. he was good. I, I would like to see him back in a season two. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's a conversation was, for a wrap-up show, but uh, I would, I would like, I would like to see him on a se- in season two with with, with Chloe coming in 
just to see their interactions and their 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 face-offs. I think it would yeah. be it would it would probably mirror the altercations between Edgar and Chloe and hilarity. Mm-hmm. I think they would be just as yeah, hilarious. I, here, let, let's do this then. Let's come back. Maybe we'll give it like two weeks, and then we'll come back and we'll do maybe kind of a more. Uh, maybe let's do just another gloss over of of the season. Yes, more uh, podcast. In, in case there's <laughs> in case there's anything that we may have overlooked um, today, uh, but then also we can come back and say, okay, if and when they come back with season two, what are our predictions? What are our desires and so back? forth? Who do we not want back? Um, yes, I want, so, Rebecca, I want then, Rebecca to come back. I want her to not really have died. Yes, just it was all a ploy. Me. I know. Wouldn't that be it, awesome? It John a, becomes president. John becomes it was all president. a ploy to get the president. <laughs> John becomes president, and then all of a sudden, like in season or in episode one, it's like, oh my gosh, she's still alive. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. I will never be another recycled plot. <laughs> I will never be on another episode of Twenty Four Podcast if that happens. <laughs> he makes all a right. lot of promises. <laughs> have you noticed that? Yeah, I do. I do have one quick question before we uh, before we finish, because um, I feel like that's where we're going here. Um, where where in the uh, the grand scheme of twenty four finales does this rank? Ten. <laughs> I will go. I will go that's nine. Pretty low. That's pretty low. I will. I will go. I will go nine. Um, because I I still enjoyed this finality this finale a lot more than I did season eight's finale. Um, because I thought that that was the dumbest finale in the history of the twenty four universe. Like Jack just goes on a killing spree, kills everybody, and then goes on the run. So I mean, it's just it's it nothing was resolved. Nobody won. Everybody lost, and then Jack was on the run for the next four years. So I just thought that the season eight finale was pointless. So I'll put Legacy ahead of season eight's finale. You mean the Legacy finale was less dumb with its um, half an episode revolving around a 10-year-old girl remembering a phone number from a year ago that Niziri probably changed? But at least at least, like the worst at least ever. Legacy at least Legacy has some finality to it. I mean, it left it open for a season two, but at least it has some finality and closure. The season eight finale was supposed to be the finale of the entire series. And you're telling me that's how you want to end the entire series of 24? By having Jack? It's kind of like the old westerns riding off into the sunset. I mean, he didn't. He ran. He wasn't riding off nowhere. He, he was on the run from the government. It took him four years to get a pardon. <laughs> like, yeah. Actually, I guess I guess if you look at it that way, then um, LAD was was the same way with uh, hauling Jack off to Russia. Well, LAD, I would put ahead of season eight because at least in LAD, Jack got his revenge. He got his revenge on Chain, the guy that had made his life hell for who knows how True. long. Um, he lost Audrey, which who couldn't have saw that coming? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he lost Audrey, but he got his revenge on Chain. He he did what he said he was going to do. He saved Heller, um, and then he turned himself over to Russia to save Chloe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that that had a lot more finality to it, even though it left it open for, a, for another Jack Bauer season. I thought that at least that had a little bit more closure than 
season eight where Jack doesn't get his revenge on anybody. He just kills a bunch of Russians. He doesn't kill the Russian that that was that orchestrated the death of Renee Walker. Doesn't kill that one. He doesn't kill Logan. Logan shoots himself in the head. Um, he doesn't kill Suvorov. And then he goes on the run for four years. So it's like, what was the point of that finale? It just and it was supposed to be the series finale. So that's why that one made me upset because I felt like there was no closure at all to that series. And you want to talk about people disappearing. Kim Bauer disappeared after the like the second or third episode. Nobody saw her again. <laughs> so it probably just, not the last thing. <laughs> it just the whole season eight finale just made my blood boil. Thank Cougars, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> probably chasing. Where does it rank for you? Uh, for me, it's the third worst, um, with season six below it and season seven as the worst. I kind of like season seven finale, but okay. <laughs> Joel, you can still have your opinion. It's okay. I was jo- I was joking earlier when I said just because of the accent, you can't argue. It. It's okay. I think... The most there? hilarious thing, the most hilarious thing about that, um, is that most of my hatred for the season seven finale is because I don't like what they did to Tony. And <laughs> I can't believe what they did to Tony. <laughs> and Joel there disagreeing with me. The That's irony. hilarious. The irony of it all. <laughs> and it all it all comes full circle. Okay. The irony of it all. Oh. Is it rank for you, Mark? Oh, man, my initial thought, but I think it might just be because it's so fresh is I put it right at the bottom. But, um, you know, if I went back and reviewed some of the other ones, I might change it. But I, I think I don't remember ever watching any of the finales and feeling like it was so predictable. Like, e- even if even if I felt like I didn't like what the ending was, it wasn't always predictable. Like even, you know, Joel, like I mean, you said, like, Jack goes off and kills a bunch of people and and, and ends up on the run like. I don't even know that I really predicted that. You know what I mean? Like you would have expected there to be some sort of, I, I don't know, something else to happen. So maybe that's why I'm ranking it so low, but I, I really think that's what it is. I, like, mean, I was just, I sat wanna... through the entire finale and just said, yep, that's going to happen. Yep. That's going to happen. Like I didn't feel I like mean... it was a finale. I was so excited to watch it for a week, you know, and to see, and, and hopefully they're going to redeem themselves a little bit. And then it was just like, mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you want, if you want to go predictability, only all the twenty-four finales are predictable. I mean, Jack Jack's gonna Jack's gonna face adversity. He's gonna kill a bunch of people, and then they're gonna find a way to ride him off for the next two years until the next season comes around. <laughs> I <laughs> when you say all of the twenty-four finales are predictable, all of them. Let's go back to two thousand and two. Okay, <laughs> Terry Bauer's death. Yes. <laughs> Did you really I mean, predict it? Well, back then I wasn't as fresh on Twenty Four because um, I really didn't start, start watching it until like season four, and then I just gradually caught up to the other three seasons. But as we were watching that, as we were watching that season, I'm like, okay, this this woman and her daughter have been kidnapped twice already. Okay, it's either they're gonna either they're gonna die, or we're never gonna see them again anyway. Because they just they just gone through too much this season to to you know come back for a second season. So I figured I threw the possibility of them dying was there, but I didn't think that they were actually going to go through with it until I started actually watching the season. And now looking back on it, it was actually kind of predictable if you look back on it and look at the way that Jack is how much he's endured. You kind of figured it out. But well, I, I, I figured out looking back on it, yeah, looking back, they're all fairly predictable. 
But as I'm sitting watching the episode before it happened on Monday, it was predictable. Well, I got a question for you, Mark. If you weren't, if you weren't adverse to 24's history, if you had never seen a 24 episode in your entire life, maybe it wouldn't have been. Okay, that's all I want to know. Because I was gonna, then my next comment was going to be: I think we have all become, for better or for worse, a little bit jaded because mm-hmm. we've seen so many storylines and we've seen so many things happen. And I think mm-hmm. it's you know important as we finish up to to acknowledge that again. We mentioned it earlier, but you know. I, I would love to hear from people that are listening that has have not watched previous episodes. I would love to know what they thought of this episode, this season, because I think you're I think you guys are all right. I think it'd be a very different conversation. I think their opinion of it would be very different than those of us who have watched every single it's episode just, multiple it's times. It's hard for me. It's hard for me to have a conversation with a fan about 24 Legacy because you can't have a conversation without them bringing up. Well, if Jack was involved, okay, oh, well, forget Jack. That's forget annoying. Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Forget Jack, forget Chloe, forget President That's, a, that's unfair to Eric and all the new characters. It really is. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Jack, Jack had 24 episodes per year to, def- to, re- to define his character. Mm-hmm. Eric Carter had 12 episodes. He had half the time that Jack Bauer had per year to establish a character and a mm-hmm. new character at that. So I, I think it's... did a great job at it. did a great job. For the time I he loved was Eric Carter's character. Loved it. I thought he did great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think we're just a little bit jaded. I, I'd be curious. I wish there was a way that I could have set aside all of my views of and everything I knew about the previous 24s and watched that, this one. I think it would have been very different. Um, and every time I tried to, we got on this podcast two days later, and all Joel ever said was, if you remember in season blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 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 and we were brought back to it, which is fine. But I think it did, you know, I, th- I think it did change it. So it'll be interesting to see what, what the feedback is from other people, I think. I only brought up previous seasons to, to show how, how right I was in that scenario. That's the only reason I did it, Mark. He's and plus, I knew, it, I knew it annoyed you to death. <laughs> it didn't, it really didn't annoy me, but... I saw the It does make me laugh when you make a comment like, I just brought it up to prove how right I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. That's all I want. Narcissism. Oh. But but again, right. but again can we can we can we discuss Joel, how excited Joel's Mark like was? <laughs> <laughs> can we discuss how excited Mark was when I joined the podcast last yeah, week? I was. I enjoy having you around. It makes for a lively conversation. And you can record that and post it everywhere. I don't have to record it. It's I live. enjoy. I here you go. <laughs> I Mark Sievercrop enjoy having Joel Wood around. Okay. This podcast is going oh, to be saved yes. in my. This podcast is going to be saved in my YouTube favorites for years to come. <laughs> <laughs> Joel's like, can I get a copy of this recording? <laughs> and put it everywhere. <laughs> I keep telling him. He just thinks I'm like being facetious every time I say it, but I keep telling him it. Well. I'm trying to with, with, here. Well, uh, again, if we if we discussed Mark in just the context of that particular episode, then yeah, <laughs> you probably would be serious. But when we think about the Mark Sieber crop of past seasons, then you know I gotta I gotta wonder if you're being facetious or not. Fair enough. In that episode, in that episode, you have a B minus, <laughs> Mark. Okay, but when I think about your history, it's more like a C minus. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> You're just like Tony. He's comparing you to Tony. Yeah. 
don't know. So here's your answer <laughs> real quick before we're done. And we never mentioned the TV Showtime app, so we got to do that too. But um, real quick before we're done, Joel, here is your final question about Tony. All right, you ready for this? And it's going to be – this is like over the plate, fastball, straight down the middle. You ready? Go ahead. Tony or a CTU guard? I think Tony should be the CTU guard. Who yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even die? <laughs> yeah. let's, let's just let's just have the CTU security guards with Tony as the as the head of security, and then have Locke as his main as his main go to guy. There you go. Boom. Maybe he can actually teach Locke how to shoot a gun. I don't know. Maybe we could go back and get all of the old like field field directors that are still alive and have them be guards. Maybe we'd have a better chance. Well, there's not that many of them left though. So. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, if there was like three, I think they'd still do better than 20 CTU guards. <laughs> put put Locke and, and Cole Ortiz and Chase. Chase, I guess he um, wasn't the he wasn't the field director, but well, he's dead now. But oh, he, he died in the book. Oh, in the book. All right. Yeah. Fine. So he's dead. <laughs> who who who's the guy's name that had his eyes exploded on the beach? What was his name? Oh, Mike Doyle. Yeah, Mike Doyle. Doyle. Just yeah, put Mike put Doyle. put put yeah. some sunglasses on him and put him over there. I'm sure he could do better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got his cane. Where are you at? <laughs> Stand over here so I can shoot you. <laughs> my, my Doyle with no eyes is better than the CTU guards with two eyes. So he's in walking around with his little like the blind cane, you know, like walking around corners. Marco. He could, <laughs> then he you could, have he could, he could be the Nadala, who's the worst terrorist ever saying Polo. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 Doyle, my Doyle could be the daredevil of the security team. That's right. There you go. All right, Josh, go for it. All right, yeah. So, Josh has been trying to shut right, this right, down. Josh, Josh has been ahead. trying to shut this down for like twenty minutes. Well, okay, <laughs> then we go off on something. Else. <laughs> We're overtaking the podcast. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. I guess it happens. <laughs> anyway, so we're off the rails. Uh, Mark, Mark mentioned the TV Showtime app. Definitely want to mention them again, and so they've been um, a partner. Uh, with us and so we've been featured in their app um as a podcast uh, the only 24 podcast in the app so definitely appreciative of that and the things that they've done and so we've talked multiple times about how much time that we've been able to um, account for as we mark the shows that we watch bradley and so i am over a month now i am wow. over a month well done and i think joel overtook you didn't he yeah, Last but that's I with checked. like 1,200 episodes of wrestling or whatever, so it doesn't <laughs> look, count. TV shows, look, if TV shows are TV shows, okay? If wrestling is listed in the TV Showtime app, then by golly gee willikers, I'm going to mark it as a show that I've watched, okay? Let's you see. can't just, just, if that's the case, then take all eight seasons of 24 off because that show's not even on the air anymore. Joel, how old are you now? 29? 30? 31. 31. 31 times 52. <laughs> so he's watched 1,612 episodes of Monday Night Raw. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Probably a little bit more than that, but yeah. <laughs> Reruns from where you were born. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Only 31 uh, years, Mark. I still got a good 20 more to go. <laughs> wrapping this episode up. <laughs> and so we will come back 
in a couple weeks or so to <laughs> discuss. Josh is like, if it kills, to me, discuss. you're gonna end this. <laughs> this broadcast will never end. <laughs> I am tired of you people. <laughs> Maybe we should just end it on a cliffhanger. Click. Josh is like, I'm just hitting. The, I'm just turning the turning off the light. Then That's go full Sopranos finale. Just fade. Just cut to black. <laughs> <laughs>